Section 15 of the Phenomenology of Mind, Volume 2, by George Wilhelm Friedrich Hegel, translated by James Black Bailey. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by phone. Chapter 6C, Subsection B, Dissemblance. Translator's Note the first stage fails as it stands to do complete justice to the full meaning of morality both elements in the spiritually complete individual are essential and each has to be recognized the universal must be objectified in nature external nature and sensibility and nature must be subjectivized in spirit another condition or stage of the moral consciousness therefore is found where the equality of value of the elements of the moral consciousness is admitted without these elements being completely fused into a single and total attitude the universal is realized in many ways and forms and each is accepted in turn as the true moral reality the mind passes from one to the other when one is accepted the other is set aside the moral consciousness tries so to say to hide from itself the endless diversity of its appearances simply because it clings tenaciously to the idea that the inherent self-completeness of itself is a unity per se which can only admit diversity on sufferance formerly it eliminated all diversity by eliminating the source of diversity nature here it is forced to admit diversity and yet cannot give up the claim to be an abstract single unity independent of difference thus its condition here is a mixture of self-realization and self-sophistication a condition which hegel characterizes as dissemblance and which borders upon and may pass into hypocrisy hegel regards this attitude as the inevitable outcome of the proceeding end of translator's note dissemblance in the moral attitude of experience we see on one side consciousness itself produce its object in a conscious way we find that neither does it pick up the object as something external nor does the object come before it in an unconscious manner rather consciousness throughout proceeds on a certain basis and from this establishes the objective reality it thus knows this objective element to be itself for it is aware of itself as the active agent producing this object it seems in consequence to attain here its peace and satisfaction for this can only be found where it does not need to go any more beyond its object because this object no longer goes beyond it on the other side however it really puts the object away outside itself as something beyond itself but this latter self-contained entity is at the same time put there as something that is not detached from self-consciousness but really there on behalf of and by means of it the moral attitude is therefore in fact nothing else than a developed expression of this fundamental contradiction in its various aspects it is to use a kantian phrase which is here most appropriate a perfect nest of inconsistencies and contradictions consciousness in developing this situation proceeds by fixing definitely one moment passing thence immediately over to another and doing away with the first but in the way it has now set up this second moment it also shifts verstellt this again and really makes the opposite the essential element at the same time it is conscious of its contradiction and of this displacement for it passes from one moment immediately in its relation to this very moment right over to the opposite 
because a moment has for it no reality at all it affirms that very moment as real or what comes to the same thing in order to assert one moment as per se existent it asserts the opposite as the per se existent it thereby confesses that as a matter of fact it is an earnest about neither of them the various moments of this fraudulent process we must look at more closely let us allow the assumption that there is an actual moral consciousness to rest on its own basis in the first instance because the assumption is not directly made with reference to something preceding and let us turn to the harmony of morality and nature the first postulate it is to be immanent not explicitly for actual conscious life not really present the present is rather simply the contradiction between the two in the present morality is taken to be something at hand and actual reality to be so situated or placed that it is not in harmony with morality the concrete moral consciousness however is active consists in acting that is what constitutes the actuality of its morality in the very process of acting however that place or semblance is immediately displaced is dissembled for action is nothing else than the actualization of the inner moral purpose nothing but the production of an actuality constituted and determined by purpose in other words the production of the harmony of moral purpose and reality itself at the same time the performance of the action is a conscious fact it is the presence of this unity of reality and purpose and because in the completed act consciousness realizes itself as a given particular consciousness or sees existence return into itself qua particular and in this consists the nature of enjoyment there is eo ipso also contained in the realization of moral purpose that form of its realization which is called enjoyment and happiness action thus as a fact fulfils directly what it was asserted could not take place at all fulfils what was to be merely a postulate was to lie merely beyond consciousness therefore expresses through its deed that it is not in earnest in making the postulate since the meaning of acting is really that it makes a present fact of what was not to be in the present and since the harmony is postulated for the sake of the action for what is to become actual through action must be implicit otherwise the actuality would not be possible the connection of action with the postulate is so constituted that for the sake of action that is for the sake of the actual harmony of purpose and reality this harmony is put forward as not actual as far away as beyond since action does take place the want of adaptation between purpose and reality is thus in general not taken seriously action itself on the other hand does seem to be taken seriously but as a matter of fact the actual deed done is the action of a particular consciousness and so is itself merely something particular and the result contingent the end of reason however being the all-comprehensive universal end is nothing short of the entire world a final purpose which goes far beyond the content of this particular act and therefore is to be placed altogether above anything actually done because the universal best ought to be carried out nothing good is done in point of fact however the nothingness of actual action and the reality of the entire purpose alone which are here upheld these are on all hands again shifted or dissembled the moral act is not something contingent and restricted its essential nature lies in pure duty this pure duty constitutes the sole entire purpose 
and the act whatever may be the limitation of the content being the actualization of that purpose is the accomplishment of the entire absolute purpose or if again we take the reality in the sense of nature which has laws of its own and stands over against pure duty and take it in such a way that duty cannot realize its law within nature then since duty as such is the essential element we are when acting not in fact concerned about the accomplishment of pure duty which is the whole purpose for the accomplishment would then rather have as its end not pure duty but the opposite that is reality but there is again a shifting from the position that it is not reality with which we have to do for by the very notion of moral action pure duty is essentially an active consciousness action thus ought certainly to take place absolute duty ought to be expressed in the whole of nature and moral law to become natural law if then we allow this highest good to stand for the essentially real consciousness is not altogether in earnest with morality for in this highest good nature has not a different law from what morality has moral action itself in consequence drops for action takes place only under the assumption of a negative or opposing element which is to be cancelled by means of the act but if nature conforms to the moral law then undoubtedly this moral law would be violated by acting by cancelling what already exists on that mode of interpretation then there has arisen as the essential situation one which renders moral action superfluous and in which moral action does not take place at all hence the postulate of the harmony between morality and reality a harmony involved in the very notion of moral action which means bringing the two into agreement finds on this view too an expression which takes the form because moral action is the absolute purpose the absolute purpose is that moral action do not take place at all if we put these moments together through which consciousness has gone on presenting its ideas of its moral life we see that it cancels each one again in its opposite it starts from the position that for it morality and reality do not make a harmony but it is not in earnest with that for in the moral act it is conscious of the presence of this harmony but neither is it in earnest with this action since the action is something particular while it has such a high purpose the highest good this however is once more merely a dissemblance of the actual fact for thereby all action and all morality would fall to the ground in other words it is not strictly in earnest with moral action on the contrary it really feels that what is most to be wished for the absolutely desirable is that the highest good were carried out and moral action superfluous from this result consciousness must go on still further in its contradictory procedure and must of necessity again dissemble the abolition of moral action morality is the inherently essential an sich in order that it may have place the final end of the world cannot be carried out rather the moral consciousness must exist for itself and must find lying before it a nature opposing it but it must per se be completed this leads to the second postulate of the harmony of itself and sensibility the nature immediately within it moral self-consciousness sets up its purpose as pure purpose as independent of inclinations and impulses so that this bare purpose has abolished within itself the ends of sensibility but this cancelling of the element of sense is no sooner set up than it is again dissembled the moral consciousness acts it brings its purpose into reality 
and self-conscious sensibility which should be done away with is precisely the mediating element between pure consciousness and reality is the instrument used by the former for the realization of itself or is the organ of what is called impulse inclination it is thus not really in earnest in cancelling inclinations and impulses for these are just self-consciousness making itself actual moreover they ought not to be suppressed but merely to be in conformity with reason they are too in conformity with it for moral action is nothing else than self-realizing consciousness consciousness taking on the form of an impulse that is it is immediately the realized actually present harmony of impulse and morality but in point of fact the impulse is not only this empty conscious form which might possibly have within itself a spring of action other than the impulse in question and be driven on by that for sensibility is a kind of nature which contains within itself its own laws and springs of action consequently morality cannot seriously mean to be the inciting motive triebfeder for impulses triebe the angle of inclination for inclinations for since these latter have their own fixed character and peculiar content the consciousness to which they were to conform would rather be in conformity with them a conformity which moral self-consciousness declines to adopt the harmony between the two is thus merely implicit and postulated in moral action the realized or present harmony of morality and sensibility was set up at one moment and at the next is displaced the harmony is in a misty distance beyond consciousness where there is nothing more to be accurately distinguished or grasped for to grasp this unity which we have just tried to do has proved impossible in this merely imminent or implicit harmony however consciousness gives up itself altogether this imminent state is its moral completion where the struggle of morality and sensibility has ceased and the latter is in conformity to the former in a way which cannot be made out on that account this completion is again merely a dissemblance of the actual case for in point of fact morality would be really giving up itself in that completion because it is only consciousness of absolute purpose qua pure and simple purpose that is in opposition to all other purposes morality is both the activity of this pure purpose and at the same time the consciousness of rising above sensibility of being mixed up with sensibility and of opposing and struggling with it that this moral completion is not taken seriously is directly expressed by consciousness in the fact that it shifts this completion away into infinity that is asserts that the completion is never completed thus it is really only the middle state of being incomplete that is admitted to having any value a state nevertheless which at least ought to be one of progress towards completion yet it cannot be so for advancing in morality would mean approaching its annihilation and disappearance for the goal would be the nothingness above mentioned the abolition of morality and consciousness itself but to come ever nearer and nearer to nothing means to decrease besides advancing would in general in the same way as decreasing introduce distinctions of quantity into morality but these are quite inadmissible in such a sphere in morality qua mode of consciousness which takes the ethical end to be pure duty we cannot think at all of difference least of all of the superficial difference of quantity there is only one virtue only one pure duty only one morality 
since then it is not moral completion that is taken seriously but rather the middle state that is as just explained the condition of no morality we thus come by another way back to the content of the first postulate for we cannot perceive how happiness is to be demanded for this moral consciousness on the ground of its worthiness to be happy it is well aware of its not being complete and cannot therefore in point of fact demand happiness as a desert as something of which it is worthy it can ask happiness to be given merely as an act of free grace that is it can only ask for happiness as such and as a substantive element by itself it cannot expect it except as the result of chance and caprice not because there is any absolute reason of the above sort the condition of non-morality herein expresses just what it is that it is concerned not about morality but about happiness alone without reference to morality by this second aspect of the moral point of view the assertion of the first aspect wherein disharmony between morality and happiness is presupposed is also cancelled one may pretend to have found by experience that in the actual present the man who is moral often fares badly while the man who is not often comes off happily yet the middle state of incomplete morality the condition which has proved to be the essential one shows clearly that this perception that morality fares badly this experience which ought to be but is not is merely a dissemblance of the real facts of the case for since morality is not completed that is since morality in point of fact is not what can there be in experience that morality should fare badly since at the same time it has come out that the point at issue concerns happiness alone it is manifest that in making the judgment the man who has no morality comes off well there was no intention to convey thereby that there was something wrong in such a case the designation of an individual as one devoid of morality necessarily falls to the ground when morality in general is incomplete such a characterization rests indeed on pure caprice hence the sense and content of that judgment of experience is simply this that happiness as such should not have fallen to some one who got it that is the judgment is an expression of envy which is assuming the covering cloak of morality the reason however why we think good luck as we call it should fall to the lot of others is good friendship which ungrudgingly grants and wishes them and wishes itself too this favour this accident of good fortune morality then in the moral consciousness is not completed this is what is now established but its essence consists in being merely what is complete and so pure morality incomplete morality is therefore impure in other words is immorality morality itself thus exists in another being than the actual concrete consciousness this other is a wholly moral legislator morality which is not completed in consciousness the morality which is the reason for making those postulates means in the first instance that morality when it is set up as actual in consciousness stands in relation to something else to an existence and thus itself preserves and implies otherness or distinction whence arises a manifold plurality of moral commands the moral self-consciousness at the same time however looks on these many duties as unessential for it is concerned with merely the one pure duty and this plurality of duties so far as they are determinate duties have no true reality for self-consciousness they can thus have their real truth accepted only in another consciousness and are 
what they are not for the actual moral self-consciousness sacred through a holy lawgiver but this too is again merely a dissembling of the actual fact for moral self-consciousness is to itself the absolute and duty is simply and solely what it knows to be duty it however recognizes only pure duty as duty what is not sacred in its view is not in itself sacred at all and what is not per se sacred cannot be rendered so by some being that is sacred moral consciousness further is not really serious in allowing something to be made sacred by another consciousness than its own for only that is without qualification sacred in its eyes which is made sacred through its own action and is sacred within it it is thus just as little in earnest in treating this other being as a holy being for this would mean that within it something was to attain an essential significance which for the moral consciousness that is in itself has none if the sacred being was postulated in order that duty might have binding validity within the moral consciousness not qua pure duty but as a plurality of specific duties then this must again be dissembled and the other being must be solely sacred in so far as only pure duty has binding validity within the moral consciousness pure duty has also in point of fact validity and bindingness only in another being not in the moral consciousness although within the latter pure morality seems alone to hold good still this must be put right in another form for it is at the same time a natural consciousness morality is in it affected and conditioned by sensibility and thus is not by itself self-contained but a contingent result of free will in it however qua pure will morality is a contingency of knowledge taken by itself therefore morality is in another being is self-complete only in another reality than the actual moral consciousness this other being then is here absolutely complete morality because in its case morality does not stand in relation to nature and sensibility yet the reality of pure duty lies in its actualization in nature and sensibility the moral consciousness accounts for its incompleteness by the fact that morality in its case has a positive relation to nature and sensibility since it holds an essential moment of morality to be that morality should have simply and solely a negative relation towards nature and sensibility the pure moral being on the other hand because far above the struggle with nature and sense does not stand in a negative relation to them thus in point of fact the positive relation to them alone remains in its case that is there remains just what a moment ago passed for the incomplete for what was not moral pure morality however entirely cut off from actual reality so as likewise to be even without positive relation to reality would be a blank unreal abstraction where the very notion of morality which consists in thinking of pure duty and in willing and doing would be absolutely done away with this other being so purely and entirely moral is again therefore a mere dissemblance of the actual fact and has to be given up in this purely moral being however the moments of the contradiction in which this synthetic ideational process is carried on come closer together so likewise do the opposites taken up alternately now this and also that and also the other opposites which are allowed to follow one after the other with one opposite constantly set aside by another yet without these ideas ever being brought together 
so close do they come that consciousness here has to give up its moral view of the world and retreat within itself it knows its morality as incomplete because it is affected by an opposing sensibility and nature which partly perturb morality as such and partly give rise to a plurality of duties by which in concrete cases of real action consciousness finds itself embarrassed for each case is the concrete focus of many moral relations just as an object of perception in general is a thing with many qualities and since a determinant duty is a purpose it has a content its content is a part of the purpose and so morality is not pure morality this latter then has its real existence in some other being but such reality means nothing else than that morality is here self-complete in itself and for itself for itself that is is morality of consciousness in itself that is has existence and actuality in that first incomplete consciousness morality is not realized and carried out it is there something immanent and implicit in the sense of a mere thought element for it is associated with nature and sensibility with the actuality of external existence and conscious life which constitutes its content and nature and sensibility are morally nothing in the second morality is present as completed and not in the form of an unrealized thought element but this completion consists just in the fact that morality has reality in a consciousness in the sense of free reality objective existence in general is not something empty but filled out full of content that is to say the completion of morality is placed in this that what a moment ago was characterized as morally nothing is found present in morality and inherent in it it is at one time to have validity simply and solely as the unrealized thought element a product of pure abstraction but on the other hand is just as certainly to have in this form no validity at all its true nature is to consist in being opposed to reality detached altogether therefrom and empty and then again to consist in being actual reality the syncretism or fusion of these contradictions which is expressed in extenso in the moral attitude of experience collapses internally since the distinction on which it rests its distinction from something which must be thought and stated as a necessity and is yet at the same time not essential passes into one which does not any longer exist even in words what at the end is affirmed to be something with different aspects both to be nothing and also real is one and the very same existence and reality and what is to be absolute only as something beyond actual existence and actual consciousness and at the same time to be only in consciousness and so qua beyond nothing at all this absolute is pure duty and the knowledge that pure duty is the essentially real the consciousness which makes this distinction that is no distinction which announces actuality to be at once what is nothing and what is real pronounces pure morality to be both the ultimate truth and also to be devoid of all true reality and expresses together in one and the same breath ideas which it formerly separated such a consciousness itself proclaims that it is not in earnest with this characterization and separation of the moments of self and inherent reality it shows on the contrary that what it announces as absolute existence apart from consciousness it really keeps enclosed within the self of self-consciousness 
and that what it gives out as something entirely in thought or absolutely inherent and implicit it just for that reason takes to be something which has no truth at all it becomes clear to consciousness that placing these moments apart from each other is mentally displacing them is a dissemblance and it would be hypocrisy were it really to keep to this but being pure moral self-consciousness it flees from this discordance between what it represents and what constitutes its essential nature flees from this untruth which gives out as true what it holds to be untrue and turning away with abhorrence it hastens back into itself the consciousness which scorns such a moral idea of the world is pure conscience gewissen. it is in its inmost being simply spirit consciously assured or certain gewiss, of itself spirit which acts directly in the light of this assurance which acts conscientiously gewissenhaft without the intervention of those ideas and finds its true nature in this direct immediacy while however this sphere of dissemblance is nothing else than the development of moral self-consciousness in its various moments and is consequently its reality so too this self-consciousness by returning into itself will become in its inmost nature nothing else this returning into itself indeed simply means that it has come to be conscious that its truth is a pretended truth a mere pretense as returning into itself it had to be always giving out this pretended truth as its real truth for it had to express and display itself as an objective idea but it had to know all the same that this is merely a dissemblance it would consequently be in point of fact hypocrisy all the while and its abhorrence of such dissemblance would be itself the first expression of hypocrisy End of section 15